Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Before we dive in, I wanted to remind all of you of our two headline sponsors. The first one being Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is redefining the way we think about sweets with their Elite Donuts. The Elite Donut is a better-for-you donut that is packed with 13 grams of protein, gluten-free, keto-friendly, and contains only one gram of sugar. Get yours today at EliteDonut.com or on Amazon by using code ShaneWhite30 for 30% off your order. That code works on both websites. Elite Sweets is genuinely a product that we always keep in our house. It is perfect for having that snack, that snack that you want with, you know, when you want a sweet and you want something unhealthy, this is the answer to not ruin your diet, to ruin your day with some high carb, high sugar snack. Grab yourself Elite Donut, high in protein, gluten-free, keto-friendly, and most importantly, or at least one of the more important things, low in sugar. So grab yourself an Elite Donut at either EliteDonut.com or on Amazon. Today we're also brought to you by Routine. Routine has a proprietary product called Morning Routine, which has become a staple of my mornings. Morning Routine comes in a single-serve packet. It's half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. I drink this first thing in the morning as one of the things when I met Jake from Routine that I didn't fully understand is that when we wake up, we are for the most part, very dehydrated. And so by being dehydrated and then grabbing that cup of coffee, for example, you dehydrate yourself even further. So morning routine is meant to rehydrate you to get your metabolism firing on all cylinders. And you guys are going to love this product. It has, again, become a, a key component of my morning routine. And uh, no pun intended. Uh, you can get yours at yourroutine.com. And if you use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout, you'll receive 30% off your first order. All right, today's episode, I was fired up. This was a fun one. Um, Michael's team had reached out to me and thought he'd be a great guest on the podcast. Um, I had never heard of HVMN or of Ketone IQ, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, HVMN is the company. And they sell a product called Ketone IQ. We get all into it. Uh, but Michael's a super smart guy, um, creating a really genuinely interesting product. If you're into health and wellness, I think this one will really strike you as an exciting podcast to listen to. Um, and definitely want to get your hands on some Ketone IQ. So without further ado, give it up for Michael. going on hey michael how are you man nice to meet you nice to meet you too shane how are we doing doing well thanks for hopping on i appreciate it i uh i just took a another swig so i've had there we go. This is my second dose this today how's it going nice yeah, to same. Meet you. I'm, I'm i'm zipping yeah it's funny yeah. you know i know we're just jumping right in but um yeah it's funny with the product because i my wife was just asking me she hasn't tried it yet and she was like how does it feel and i was like it's hard to it's kind of hard to explain because it's not 
and we'll everyone who's listening we'll we'll dive in and explain what it is but it, it's not like you don't get like punched in the face with it i guess is the best way for me to describe it, it just it, i can feel it and i know it's working but it's hard to explain at least for me i don't know if everyone's it's, different it's like the first time you get ha- have a vodka shot when you're like 16 or whatever and you're in That's the it. back of your friend's mom's minivan and you're like do you feel it oh my god do you feel it do you feel it <laughs> i in generally with anything that's that has some kind of cognitive effect it's like there's a whole map of different ways you can feel caffeine certain, feels a certain way nicotine feels a certain way psilocybin feels a certain way ketones feel a certain way and when you're going to that region of the map for the first time with with anything there's always that like wonderment of like hey like what what am i supposed to feel here oh it's different and it's like it's like trying to describe a color without using the name of the colors like how do you describe the color orange like it's you know that's a really good analogy it's kind of like red but it's orange oh oops i can't say orange (laughs) yeah 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 it's so interesting i honestly really enjoy it and first and foremost like i said thank you for coming on um when your team reached out to me, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of the product yet. So I was, I started doing a bunch of research and was excited to get to meet you. And it's interesting to me because I, I generally try to follow a, a low carb diet. Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm keto, but definitely trying to figure out ways to get into ketosis, but I honestly don't track it. I don't do like blood tests or urine tests or anything. So it's more of the field test for me. It's always been, and I can see it on the scale if it's working or not. Um, but w- would love to back up and just introduce you. First of all, Michael, thank you for coming on again. And would you mind giving everyone who's listening just a, a real quick overview of, of you and HVMN and the product? Because I think everyone would love to just know what, we're, what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good to be here. It's good to jump into things. I'm, I'm Michael. I'm from Chicago originally. Oh, okay. In... That's where I'm at. Oh, no way. I went to Lincoln Park High School. Hmm. I'm out in Elmer, so West suburbs, but uh, I'm not from here. My wife's from like River Forest area, but we've been here for a few years now. Awesome. Yeah. Great town. Great place to be from. I went to Stanford for undergrad where I studied computer science and product design and have always been interested at the seam of where new technology hits like a new category of user experience. Like it was really cool. When I was in college, I was when like one of my TAs started Instagram and then like the kid, the year after me started. Wait, your TA started Instagram. Yeah. Kevin Sistrom. It's (laughs) it's amazing. Yeah. So, so being around that and seeing people like invent new technologies and being in, I lived in San Francisco for the last decade and being around there when like Lyft was first a thing and you had these goofy cars with pink mustaches riding around and and seeing the proliferation of new technologies. And, And a lot of the way I think about it is that, the smartphone has been the platform for the last decade or so. And that the forward look is that the human body is the platform mm. where I think we all get that sense. Like, I don't know what iPhone we're on. I don't think there's a big difference between the iPhone 14 versus the iPhone 12 versus the iPhone. Not like it's no. plateaued. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. I went from the I, iPhone. I think it was the X or the, the 10, whatever they called it to, I got the newer one recently. And I honestly, I can't tell you what's different about it. Maybe faster sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sure, it's like fa- a little faster, a little better camera. Yeah, like cool, cool, cool. Like it's it's all good. It's like it's some it's some notch better. But like in the early days, like iPhone one didn't have an app store, and then there was an app store. It's like okay, cool. Like those are big, big fundamental. Steps. Like no changes. iPhone to there being an iPhone, and um, you know it took the iPhone being around for a little while before you had 
these innovations, these cleverness around like, Hey, wow. Like actually people love Instagram for sharing photos and people will share a bajillion times more photos on Instagram, even if it's less high quality than their Canon DSLR, because it's so easy. Like the user experience around it's so easy, so shareable. You're instantly connected. Uh, it, you know, it took a while before people put two and two together and were like, Hey, this phone has a GPS and a, uh, connection to the internet and we can build mm -hmm. Uber on top of that. Right. That wasn't there on iPhone one. So there's been, I think we all know there's been a lot of innovation on the phone as a platform for the last decade. I'm really excited for the decade going forward. It's the human body is a platform and I'm wearing, I just know I'm wearing right now, my levels hat levels, oh, yeah. continuous nice. glucose monitor. A lot of people know then there's a, there's few other hardwares that everyone's talking about it seems like i, I wear a rings. whoop i've worn a whoop for years i mean it's all feel like it's in that same realm i think when i first heard about your product i was like it's cool that you have like a cpg you have a drink that we'll get into but yeah, yeah. i'm very 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 aware of, of all these things you're talking about I, the it's funny levels is one i've been honestly thinking about trying i don't know anyone that's tried it um that personally i know so i but i would i'm always about being a guinea pig when it comes to this kind of stuff it's it's the next level one of those where you have you, know, you have your whoop you have your aura that kind of sit on your skin levels is like a quasi implant to where it's it's piercing your skin it's in there and I think that's interesting for what's to come I, I it's hard to imagine there being you know a decade from now not having an implant that has your that tracks your biomarkers and helps you optimize a really healthy healthy diet it's like we were. Like computers were not a thing. There used to just mm -hmm. be like seven computers. There's like one sure. at MIT yeah. and there was one at Stanford. And if you had to move them around, you had to like get like six U-Hauls and some, uh, you know, some elephants and like move. You know, <laughs> there used to be like seven computers. And then it's like, okay, well now everyone has a family computer in the nineties. Like there were a lot of families have a PC and then it's like, okay, well now everyone has a computer in their pocket. You know, all, you know, like multi-billions of people have a, have a computer inside of their pocket mm -hmm. right now. So similar trend happening in, in health and performance in the human body. And it's a, it's a whole sea change that is going on right now where people are getting really informed about what they're putting in their body, where, you know, I think food has gotten healthier. We've gotten a lot more options over the last decade, but also at the same time, people have gotten a lot on in aggregate. People, the average American has gotten a lot less healthy, mm -hmm. more instances of, of diabetes, hypertension, being overweight, a lot of things caused by, if you had to name one culprit, it'd be eating too much sugar. Like there's just sugar in everything. Like you go to a seven 11, it's like 90% of what's there is like not good for you. Like mm -hmm. grab the peanuts, grab some milk and like leave. <laughs> like, yeah. Like 90% you... of what's, what's in the, like the main center of a grocery store is not good. You want to shop around the, the perimeters. That's kind of right rule of thumb advice well it's well. funny i was going down a rabbit hole last night on your guys's instagram and you you i think you were on another podcast maybe and you were talking about sugar and i honestly had never heard someone articulate it so well um just about how much that's changed and honestly that made me take, take a step back and think about all the products even me and my wife who i would say are generally very healthy people and eat well and all that fun stuff it is crazy just like for the average american how many things are loaded with more carbs and more sugar than they probably realize unless they're tracking it yeah um it's so nuts. interesting right it's it's crazy and and this idea of like straight refined sugar is pretty new in the scheme of human evolution where humans have been around for three hundred thousand years and we only really had table sugar for the last 
few hundred years, like we, and and there's that that just wasn't a a thing that you had access to. You couldn't really get straight pure sugar that easily in an ancestral context. And it's it's very cheap. It's very addicting, and it's not great for you. And our our whole mission, our whole insight around that is that, well, when you are not eating sugar, your body has lower glucose levels, and then when your glucose is low. Your body has a chance to make what are, what are called ketones, which mm, you make mm-hmm. from fat, and those are really efficient, and they turn into cellular energy using less oxygen. They create less reactive oxygen species, less oxidative stress. Basically, less aging takes place when you're metabolizing ketones. A lot of people feel really good when they're using them, you know, via when people are fasting or when people are eating low carb or when people are running. When you get runners high, part of that is due to the fact that you're your body's starting to pump up its own ketone production. So there's these contexts where your body makes ketones. Your body's always made ketones for 300,000 years. And people like the way they, that these ketones feel. And the, the question that we're seeking to answer as a company is, okay, well, ketones are so cool. Why can't you just go to the store and buy one? Like I can mm, buy sure. collagen. I can buy CBD. I can buy omega-3s. Like I can buy all these other nutritional products primitives. And that's pulling at that thread is what, what's gotten us to where we are today, where we launched the world's first ketone drink in 2017. It was extremely expensive, tasted pretty crazy. We we got a multi-million dollar contract with the department of defense. They're really interested in oh, wow. metabolic optimization. It's again, it's a super molecule. And so the ability, to, the ability to drink it and directly elevate your ketone levels in 15 minutes is, is novel and interesting and really, really has some amazing applications in that, that high performing operator context. Mm-hmm. For, so for the last several years, we've basically been working on our, with, with our version one with super high end performers. So special operators, tour de France riders, really high end people, uh, baller execs. who just want to take a $30 shot before the Hell board yeah. meeting. Like love it. <laughs> and then in January of this year, we launched V2, which we call ketone IQ, which we brought it down to a spot where it's $5 a shot, or you're holding a bottle there that has 10 servings in it. It's, 40 bucks and we, we had the I was just drinking the shot here like these shots are, oh, nice. are in like gyms and grocery stores i'm starting to starting to take off all over and we are drawing out that line of that vision of hey like ketones are this amazing super fuel they should be a tool in everyone's toolkit why can't you you can go to the store and buy a shot of vitamin c why yeah, can't yeah, you yeah. get a shot of ketones? So is it, that's, is it fair to say, on. as you're explaining this, one of the questions that pops into my head immediately is, is it fair to say, unless, like, I guess just the general population, especially the, the American population, do most people have a diet in such that they never experience the feeling of producing ketones? If you're just always in this flux of like carbs in the morning, carbs at lunch, carbs at dinner, and then like you wake up and do it again, is there a, is there a lot of, the American people that just have never even felt it. Cause they've never probably gotten to that point. Yes. And that's a shame. It's, it's not good. It's not yeah. good. It's like, if you're constantly listening to loud music, like every day for 30 years, there's always a hum of loud music in your ears. And then you're wondering why your hearing's going bad. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's a great you, analogy. You're constantly having this high level of ambient blood glucose. And then when you have glucose, your body releases insulin to address that glucose, to metabolize it or store it away. And when you chronically have high glucose and you're 
chronically throwing insulin at it, the insulin stops working. You develop mm. insulin resistance. Your body doesn't listen to the insulin anymore. So it, it stops working. And then, and then bad things cascade from there. That, that is type two diabetes, where basically your body isn't able to turn glucose into energy. You have a lot of glucose just floating around in your bloodstream, not good for you. You feel tired all the time. A way to think about it, I don't want to be like, scaring people too much, but maybe the healthy amount of scary is like yeah. diabetes is not this black and white switch. It's not like one day oop, I got diabetes. It's like, it's a spectrum of okay. insulin sensitivity. It's, you can think about it just like hearing loss. It's like, usually it's not the case that some, you just wake up one day and you like you're deaf. If you have like parents or old, older folks in your life, it's like, it's a, like you gradually lose the ability to hear. It's the same way with your metabolic flexibility. Like you gradually become less metabolically flexible. So we're all like, we're all somewhere on that spectrum of, of having insulin sensitivity or not. And so I think a good, just general mantra is like, yeah, you you don't want to be having these spikes of sugar. You want, you want to be reducing the area under the curve of elevated glucose. And you want to be generally spending more time with elevated ketones, which again, your body makes naturally if you're fasting or exercising or eating low carb. And so we see our ketone IQ is a, another tool in that overall tool set where you can, just, it's a very clean form of fuel. You can just drink it at 2 PM in the afternoon, or you can, I always have it first thing in the day, first thing in the morning, I have my coffee, some athletic greens, some omega threes, uh, my ketone IQ. And it's a nice, nice, no caffeine, no sugar energy boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for, so for this too, for people listening and I, obviously if you're someone listening and you're interested in this, I'm sure you've, have, you've have lots of questions too. The, the one I, I will kind of like gravitated to is obviously the, the nutritional components of it are incredible. So what is it produced from just like at its root level, like for people who have no clue what a ketone is and then what this product is, how are you guys making this and putting this into a drinkable solution? Yeah. Yeah. So your body has its own way of making ketones, its own enzyme processes that that's endogenous ketosis. Other animals also make ketones. So there's a whole cellular process for making ketones. And then in nature, it's found in some vegetables, some different plants. It's inside of avocados and mint. So in principle, you could extract it. The way that we do it is there is a biochemical, basically cutting edge biosynthesis is that you take genetically modified bacteria Mm. And you, you modify it in a way such that by feeding it something really commodity, like sugar, that the end product of it is the target molecule. So this is used a lot for all sorts of development, like food, flavoring, pharmaceuticals. You can make a lot of different target molecules that way. So that's the way wow. that ketones are made. So it's one way to think about it is like a very advanced kombucha factory where yeah. it's like you have your, was this your SCOBY and like you have your like master bacteria and you're feeding it something. And then it's in our case, not making kombucha, it's making a ketone. And then it, I, I'm glossing over a lot of the complexity. Like there's a whole process of like then extracting the target molecule, filtering out the stuff that you don't need. And one thing that's really cool about that overall process is that it can be cradle to grave sustainable. Like you can, everything about it can be, um, completely carbon neutral and sustainable. Wow. It's, I mean, it's really cool. Like, I mean, there's obviously, I know they have like, there's ketone esters I've heard of. I've never tried one of those. Are those totally different than, than what this product is? Like the other things that people would say are like drinkable ketones on the market. No, it's actually, it's all the 
very same similar bucket, like to go into some detail on it, that a lot of times when people talk about esters, they mean like a drink. Mm -hmm. Uh, We launched the world's first ketone ester in 2017. It looked a little, little different. And that's what we consider as our V1 that we're working with the DOD. And ester is like a very specific chemical term for like a way of fusing two molecules together. Mm. So what I would say now is like, what we have is a pure ketone. It's technically not an ester. Like one of the things that we did from V1 to V2, like V1 was this ester of these two similar, but different types of ketones. Okay. And part of the way that we simplified it and reduced the, the price and also made a better performance curve is we just, we honed in on one ketone that works really well. So there's no ester anymore. Simplified manufacturing a lot, brought down the cost a lot. And it's right now, it's just a pure, it's called butane dial. And your body, as soon as it, it enters your body, it converts directly into blood ketones. And I think there's just something interesting there just is an entrepreneur lesson where I, I'm not the only one. We're not the only ones to like so do this. Like where the first version you launch of something is like too complicated. And then okay. yeah. your second version, rather than adding features, you're like shaving it. You're like sanding it down. Sure. Um, that makes sense. Sometimes you make the, the first thing you make it complicated because almost because you can, or you're like really into the technology. And then as you talk to customers and you realize, okay, people don't want the complicated thing. They want the affordable thing. Duh. That like works really well. I mean, it sounds obvious sure. saying it, but like when you're a big nerd in the like early days of, of coming up with a concept, sometimes it's, it's easy to make something you know overly complicated. And then, and then, yeah. It's just all part of the entrepreneur journey. Not- yeah, yeah, no, I love that, man. And that's that's part of why I want to have you on here because it seems like you guys as an organization have gone through some wild changes. You have like a, you have an action-packed team. I was trying to do some research uh, of just the people on your team. Like you have folks from all walks of life and advisors and just your team seems robust and you guys are, are poised to make a big, a big splash, honestly. So you, you talked about the Department of Defense yeah. You have a lot of high performers that are are testing your product. Is this right now? Like it's interesting. And again, not trying to go back to maybe like a whoop, like we talked about at the beginning, but I, I remember when I first started following whoop and when I got on it, I think I got on it like 20, maybe the end of 2018. So I would call myself somewhat of an early adopter. Um, I remember they were, their, their tone was very like high performing athletes. Like they were kind of going after the, I, I felt like the tip of the spear, and then over time, it's as they've raised money and gotten bigger, it's definitely become more of, they hope it's becomes, you know, every, everyone and anyone can use it. It seems like your yeah. product though, to be honest, it seems like it could be, it's such a, there's so many benefits for just the everyday user that maybe is just the, the nine to five mom that wants to, you know, have more energy and clarity to take care of the kids even type of thing and have a healthier, healthier, you know, energy source. Is that kind of, where are you guys on that spectrum now as yeah. a, you know, as a new product? I know you launched at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's, that's what we learned is that it's, it's very cool to work with special operators, Tour de France riders, high-end performers, but that's not the mission, or at least that's not our mission as entrepreneurs. That's an interesting test bed. I think you know, elite performers pushing to the limits, and you can learn a lot in those populations for sure. Really fun people to work with, like just yeah, go get after it in life. But we're all doing metabolism all the time. So if you're a not super performer and you're just trying to feel better at your desk or you're trying to lose weight or you're older, you're trying to fight off cognitive decline, like whatever your context is, you're running for a marathon, you're trying to qualify for Boston marathon, like whatever it is that you're doing in life, you're doing metabolism. That's part of what got me so interested in this space is that 
it's so fundamental. It's a, it's, we're all, you're using energy all the time in your muscles and your brain and your heart. And if you can adjust the quality of energy that you're providing to all these functions, that just has such insane unlock. So yeah, the whole, the whole journey of the company has been starting with elite operators, learning a lot. And then, and then we want to be everywhere. It's like, yeah, every, right. Like, do you have to be an elite operator to drink Gatorade? Like when they first started, it was like Gatorade for the Florida Gators college football. You know, I was considered That's high right. performing. It was like very dialed in for like a very specific set of people. Hey, don't just have water, have this thing called electrolytes. It, it works. Check it out. Right. And there was like a whole story to that. Gatorade was not a billion dollar company at the start. It was, there's a building blocks to it, but now it's like, Hey, hydration is for everyone. Yeah. Electrolytes can help anyone who's going for a run. If it's, if they're sweating a bunch. Right. So there's, that's how I would, I would liken us to as, as far as like, like growth curve, it's like electrolytes in like, I don't know, 1974, like, sure. No, well, it makes sense. The, yeah. The potential is for it to be in everyone's cup. Yeah. But like you're on a certain day where I don't think we're not on day one anymore. Like that was, I would say a few years ago when it was still really expensive and we were only working with high operators. I think we're in like, I don't know, bottom of the second inning or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's an exciting like, time though. Right. Cause it's, you, I'm sure you guys are in a place right now where you feel like the, the, the limits are endless right now. Yeah. And for folks who are thinking about trying this. So like I said at the beginning, I, I felt I was really attracted to this when I first started learning about it when you guys reached out. And I was curious for is it is it just as beneficial for folks who are trying to, for example, follow, you know, a healthier diet and if you consider healthy, you know, low carb, keto, is it also helpful for people who, whether they know it or not, maybe they do know it, don't have a healthy diet. So let's say they have an American standard diet and just want to try to lose weight. Is this like a supplemental product, or would you say it just kind of is it kind of a a product where you'd want to layer it in with exercising more and eating better. And it's like, it's like an addition to all your other like healthy lifestyle changes, or is it, is it really truly, is it still good for people to get ketones? I'm assuming for folks who even maybe that's not their goal is to go run a marathon tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a great question. And there's a couple, couple ways to answer. I, I would say off the top, anything that you do that's healthier is going to help you. So I, I, I don't want people to feel like they need to do like six different lifestyle changes in a day. Cause sometimes the way that lifestyle changes is like one day at a time. It's like spend, spend six weeks, spend six months cleaning up your diet and then mm -hmm. spend six months developing a habit around getting 10,000 steps a day and then spend six months working on your sleep hygiene. Like it's, you know, like it, yeah. it's hard to stack it all at once. So I'd be hesitant to say like, don't do X until you have like, six other things all perfectly dialed in, like any step in the right direction. Like if you can't get your workouts perfected, don't let that block, you know, getting your diet in, in check sooner rather than later. Uh, anything it's a step in the right direction. I think, you know, the points, the points can only go up just additive. If you, if you make good lifestyle changes. So with that said, it's, it's ketone IQ, I mean, yeah, we're, we're all, we're all doing metabolism all the time and wherever you're at, it can help you. Like if you have a bad diet, a lot of what that, what do we consider a bad diet is a diet with a lot of sugar and sugar is very addicting. And when you have a hundred calories of sugar, it doesn't really satiate you that much. Like it, it mm -hmm. kind of scratches the itch. And then 90 minutes later, you're like fiending for more. So what, what I would say to people who are trying to wrangle their diet and who are 
eating a more standard diet is like really cut back on sugar and you have to replace it with other things. You want to be doing things like, this is where I think the keto diet is kind of cool. I don't do like hundred percent pure keto diet, but I think there's a lot to, a lot that rings true within there, which is like, if you have hard boiled eggs and some salmon have literally as much of that as you want, like stuff your face with it. And like, you will not be able to like overeat on salmon or steak and eggs. Like if you eat 2000 calories of that, you will be like full for a day. If you have a bag of potato chips, like that's 400 calories. It just, you blow through it. So not all calories are the same. Sugar is like the worst type of calories, really bad for you. And it doesn't satiate you. And there's a spectrum where like healthy fats are going to satiate you better. And, And ketones fall into that same camp where, where when you drink a ketone, it is appetite suppressing it it suppresses your ghrelin uh, significantly compared to you know what sugar would do and makes you feel satiated so it's a good a lot of people use it to like do an an overnight fast and then like in the morning if they want to really break their fast more more around noon like this is what i'll do is like have a shot of ketones and then and then ride your fast through till noon okay that's what i do too yeah that's really interesting. No, it's really cool. And I, and I think the, the interesting thing will be when it's available. So I know you guys obviously, like I said, launched in January. It's on your D2C site, correct? It, where else yeah. is, is it available today? Yeah, we are, we are taking a like, select set of partners as we are getting this into like IRL. Basically, direct-to-consumer is working really well for us, selling on our website, hvmn.com, selling on Amazon. And we're just being really, really thoughtful about partners that we go into the real world with. So yeah. we're working with some really great gyms and wellness centers, a lot in LA, but, you know, open, you know, having conversations with all, all over. Um, I live in LA and I feel like a lot of the trends for around food come out of LA. So sure. it's, it's an interesting test bed for us, but we're talking to a lot of I would say like tastemaker grocery stores, high-end gyms. And again, it's not that I, I don't mean to be elitist about it. It's like, we will be in Walmart one day. Like I respect how vital proteins just backs up the truck and drops off a pallet of collagen yeah, at Costco. Yeah. Like Costco, you want to buy a pallet to tomorrow? Let's talk. Like, but I think there's a certain sequencing to it where RX bar, they're from Chicago. They started. Oh, well, did you know that's where I worked? That's where I worked for a long time. Oh, I, Wow. Well, so you said, I was going to say that I was like, it sounds, this sounds very similar to what RX did. And then you, you beat me to it. <laughs> I mean, I, can I interview you on that? Like, I, or do you want to share? Like, what was well, that? Well, no, it's like, funny. I don't you're hitting all this. Your story. You're, was, you're, yeah. It sounds like you're hitting it out of the park because I worked at RX bar and from a finance lens led e-commerce, cool. the guy that ran sales, me and him actually just left at the end of the year. And we now started uh, essentially like an anti-agency agency for e-commerce for brands. So we're trying to do everything we did at our X bar and take that to the next generation of food and beverage brands and yeah. help them scale on Amazon profitably. That's our thing. So we run our own agency now. Yeah. 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 And my, what I always love about our X bar is, I mean, there's a couple just amazing lessons to learn from what you all did there, but I think one of them is that is that it started with CrossFit, right? It started as a very specific niche of like, Hey, this is our audience. These are the people that are going to love a really clean forthcoming. All the ingredients are on the front of the package. It's the first protein bar that actually tastes good, really clean ingredients, not made in some Frankenstein lab. And, and they were, it's like they, they played the sequencing. You all played the sequencing 
extremely well where you didn't try to saturate you you weren't trying to be in every grocery store on day one it's like let's build the authenticity let's be in like these really dope moments and locations where where people really have a good experience around the product and then now yeah of course you can go buy rx bars and target but there's a yeah. sequencing to it all like you can't i, I think the team was so smart too we, yeah it's funny not to go down a whole rx rabbit hole but i was there uh right before the acquisition happened with kellogg so saw kind of the big 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 box retailer conversations and was like in at the table with everyone making the calls and i the one thing i always tell people is they were so diligent, like Peter, Jared, Sam, all those guys at the top, Jesse, they were so diligent on, on saying no to the big guys when pricing didn't make sense. Like they just walked away multiple times from all the big ones. And I think for a lot of brands and I can only imagine, you know, sitting, being in your shoes, like as you're trying to scale a brand and all of a sudden you get a PO from a Walmart, that's earth shattering. It's, it's hard to say no, but they really, really stuck to their guns for years when they could have yeah. tried to do it a lot quicker. And I think they would have taken a lot more, it would have been a lot more well, shortcuts that would have ended up not ending in the result it did. You know, I met, I met Siggy. Okay. Yeah. Yogurt, yogurt Jesus. Nice. Yeah. Hope he's okay. If you're listening, Siggy, I don't I hope you're okay if I call you that. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's an amazing guy. Has like very, very good energy and has did amazing things getting Siggy out into the market and number one yogurt at Whole Foods. And the way he talks about his journey, this quote always stuck with me is that there's two ways to get big. You can get muscle or or you can get fat. Mm. And obviously you want to get muscle. And the analogy is, yeah, if you get that PO from Whole, from Whole, Whole Foods or Costco or whatever, they want to go nationwide tomorrow. That might be fat. Like that might be like bad growth. And to unpack that for anyone, you know, entrepreneuring or just thinking about this stuff, it's like when the, when that PO comes in, there's still like many other steps you need to do. Like, it's not as simple as you just send it to Walmart and it's done. It's like, you actually need to move it off of the shelves on Walmart. Walmart will like, they're doing you the favor of like temporarily holding it and presenting it to customers. It's your job to go get customers into the stores if the, when the customers are in the stores, have like displays and promos and samples and do all that activity to actually move the, move the product off. So that's why, that's why it can be that curse of you get this big PO, you spend a bunch of money to make all that inventory or it gobbles up all of your inventory reserves. So you can't, you can't do other things with it. And it goes to Walmart. And then now you have to spend even more to market it. If it doesn't turn it's always going to be in the contract. They can guarantee they can return it back and discontinue their, your item. And so then you're stuck with like, you mean in a very tough position, what you thought was a blessing. It's uh, it can be a curse. Like you'd rather have that small number of very solid doors and then build, like you'd rather just get, yeah. okay, can I oh, get, yeah. before I get like 10,000 doors, can I get like a hundred doors that are really good? And I know why the product is working there or not. Like you want, you said that so well, and you want, you want to be in a place where retailers are begging you for your product is the way I yeah. always thought about it. At RX, we would sit and wait. We'd get our velocities so strong at every whole foods region. And of course there's going to be opportunities come up that it's like a hard conversation and maybe we end up moving forward with it or not. But yeah, to your point, it's like, you want to, you want to create that demand. Like you want retailers all wanting you and like, be like, okay, yeah. fine. We'll take it for, for 50 cents a bottle more because, because we know it's going to move and it's going to create profitability for all of us. And it's almost like a 
philosophy of way to live life. Like you don't mm-hmm. want to be on the other side of that. You don't want to be like, the thirsty one just in life yeah you're right in your relationships and your business and anything that you want to be abundance like you want to have people pulling it out of you rather than like you're overly trying to push and and figure out how to make it work like you want it to be you want to set up your life so that like the demand is growing whatever level you're at there's like a a concrete pull to get to the next level you don't want you you can't if you try to skip too many steps in life and like be too big for your britches and then and then it's very stressful to have to keep up with that you'd rather get like pulled along where it's like literally your customers are like pulling like you'd rather i would say as an entrepreneur cat categorically you'd rather be a little bit behind on inventory like always kind of running out oh my god never i don't i don't know if i have enough to launch into whole foods right now you'd rather be on that shy side than like well i made a ton of stuff and i don't know how to move it like yeah and to your point rather getting onto a shelf and then all of a sudden you six months later you're paying to take it out that that can't there's not a worse situation i can imagine for a brand yeah it's it's really then what do you do you like you yeah. you already burn your bridge at that retailer you're screwing yourself on profitability on the product you sold in already and then where do you go yeah yeah it's it's one thing i think that makes brick and mortar really tough where direct consumer on your website can be a, a lot easier where it's easier to like draw out that curve. I think retail can be more stair steppy where it's like, you're either you're like not in whole foods until you're in whole foods. Like it's, it's very, it can be very chunky versus online. It's like, you'll go from getting a hundred orders a day to getting 120 orders a day to, Oh wow. Big spike, 200 orders a day, 300 or like, it's more of a gentle curve Mm -hmm. versus like, okay, I'm in zero, zero, zero. Okay. Now I'm in target. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that, that whip, I have a lot of respect for, for entrepreneurs that have gone that route. Like, I think, I think brick and mortar can, has some really tough characteristics. Like e-commerce does too, but I, and maybe I'm just selling my own playbook here, but I'm, I like the way that we've built out direct consumer, understanding our product, fine tuning all the edges, understanding what resonates with people. And now when I, when we go to retailers, I feel very solid on the footing like mm-hmm. look look at my shopify dashboard look at amazon yeah. like we have a customer it works like you're not taking this big risky chance on us like customers out there we're just opening up a new channel of trade that's worked really well for us i i don't want to say that's the way like I, I i actually my point is more i have a lot of respect for the rx bars and the siggies and whatnot it's a, it's a whole different beast being retail first yeah, no, hundred percent. I totally agree. Um, I'm excited for you guys. This product, like I said, I've only thank you for sending me this, by the way, and I've had it for a couple days, uh, and I'm I'm loving it. So it, this is this is really really cool, and I feel like we're just scratching the surface of of how how deep we can get into this. For folks who are listening, because we only have a few minutes left, um, I have a couple one two last questions, and then would love to know just where people can make sure people can find it, find you, find the brand. Um, one of the, the, the questions I love to ask, you know, every entrepreneur that comes on here is what tools do you use to plan like your company goals, your personal goals, and then day-to-day actually get shit done? Are you a pen and paper guy? Are you an app guy? What, what, what do you do, Michael, as a, as an entrepreneur? I have so many thoughts here. I, to keep it, to keep it really like practical and actionable. Okay. There, there's an app I love that's called things which I have no connection with this company, whatever it's like, there's, 
what I like about this app called things is they, they just made it super dead easy to all it, to, all it is, is a to-do list, but it's the cleanest thing ever. Like on my computer right now, I can just press like command space and it, I have a little pop-up and I can just write a little to-do. I'm not seeing my whole to-do list. It's just a little pop-up like, Hey, what is your to-do? And I can, I can say like, send Shane more product and then hit save. And then it will just like, it goes away. And it's like in my to-do list. So throughout the day as I'm on zoom calls, I just put stuff into my things app. Oh, and then, cool. and then at the end of the day, I'll like reformat it. Like, okay, which of these is like, can I act on right away? Which of these is important first thing to do tomorrow? Um, so I really like that. Just as I, I feel like there's in my own head, there's a lot of ideas coming up all the time. And on every conversation, it's like, there's two, three different ideas and follow-ups. So I like, I, whatever your system is like, but before that I would use post-it notes. Like the next best thing I used to use is just, I would just, day would be over and I'd have like 15 post-it notes and I would like dutifully organize those down and like put them yeah, into an actual that. digital, digital list on an app. Um, but having some way to like quickly, very quickly without a lot of cognitive overhead of, Oh, I got to open, I got to go to Google drive and open my doc. And it, like, you don't, you want to like minimize, like you want it to be like action, like super fast. You can catch those loose floating ideas. And then I think of it as like, it's its own pipeline. It's its own like supply chain of ideas where you have like, you capture like the really loose ideas constantly. And then as things become more solidified and concrete, like maybe it becomes a notion doc and it, and you're sharing it with other people on your team. And it becomes like an official program with an, with a capital O and a capital P It's an official program. And like there's stakeholders and we're going to have a meeting around it. But like, there's this, there's this flow from like very loose idea collection through like more robust documents to like sharing it and making a, making a really strategic goal around it. So that's how I think big picture, just like idea flow across like strategy to tactics. Love that. No, that's really cool, man. I appreciate that. And I think people will get a lot of value out of that. Um, so for everyone listening, I know we're running out of time, so I want to make sure I get this in there, but how do you want people to follow the brand, follow you and where can people try the product? Yeah. Well, you can check me out. I am at BDM underscore runner on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. Say hello. Love to hear how people are, are doing, what, what you're building. If you're building a company, if you're doing something in fitness or biohacking, love to hear what people are, are working on. Love to trade notes. And our company is called Health Via Modern Nutrition. You can find us at HVMN, HVMN.com or at HVMN on all the networks. Same thing. Yeah. Love to hear from people. Drop us a line. Say hello. If, awesome. if people are in the space, if people are, you know, if you're at a cool gym and you would like it, if that cool gym stocked metabolic super fuel that Navy SEALs are using. Hell yeah. Hit me up. Let's talk. Yeah. This, we're very live here. So love, to love it. We'll, we'll add all the links to the show notes too, just so everyone can find it. Um, but Michael, thank you so much, man. It was really nice to meet you. And this was really fun. I'm uh, very, very excited for you guys. And let's stay in touch. I think there's probably a lot of synergies between the two of us and some people I should introduce you to that I think are in the same world as you that i work with so i definitely will uh will reach out sorry michael i you know it's funny so this this has happened to me now in the last two and i just realized what it is zoom changed all of the like now they only give you 40 minutes on my plan i had to upgrade so i just i didn't even realize that it just like kicked me off so anyway you were trying to explain to people how to how to find your product and it just cut you off i apologize i was like this guy runs a tight shift if you're not you don't get to plug in my 40 minutes like (laughs) what a dick right no i'm sorry that was (laughs) not me i need to upgrade obviously my stuff on my end um yeah i i'm that's mainly it yeah drop a line to me personally check it out 
our brand, we do a lot of general education around the space, talk about intermittent fasting, talk about running, talk about a lot of topics, continuous glucose monitoring, a lot of topics in and around metabolic health and just general performance. So um, the one question I didn't get to that, I'll, and I'll add all those links to the show notes and, and, and point everyone in the right direction so they can find you uh, and, and definitely try the product. Uh, one question I, I didn't get to ask that I wanted to throw in there was you seem like someone you work with high performers, you you're in a space where I'm sure I'm sure you are always around really lack of better words, intense or, or really great information for everyone listening. Do you have any books, podcasts, just sources of knowledge that you would suggest people check out? That's something you've either read or listened to recently. Oh yeah. How I built this is great podcast. People don't know about it. It's just like never endingly great. I love, I love the authenticity of hearing how people build, build their companies. A few other books that this book I love right now is called build by Tony Fidel. He built the iPod and iPhone. A lot Ooh. of times Steve jobs gets credit for that. Obviously Steve jobs is the founder and CEO and vision guy. However, in, even inside of Steve jobs biography, there's a, there's a bunch of mention of this guy, Tony, who Steve basically had the idea for the iPod, but like needed someone to actually build it. And there's only like, at that oh. time, there's only so many people in the world that could like full stack build something that novel and cool. And, and Tony was one of those guys. So Steve recruited him. I think one of the best things is really inspiring for anyone who's in like a CEO position or leadership person, just like the full force with which he, with which Steve recruited and courted and hired Tony. And then they shipped the iPod in some insane timeline. Like it was like, hmm. it was like within a matter of like X hundred days, like they got this brand new product out there at scale. Anyway, Tony is the man. Cause he's, he's the one that actually like, like built it and like ran more of the teams, the like actual product management on it okay. and ha- has a lot of thoughts there on just how to, how to run like a, a productive culture around building things and meeting deadlines and making trade-offs. And I, I really like that book. So it's called build by Tony Fidel. It's a great one. Very cool. Awesome. Well, well, that's awesome, Michael. I am very pumped for you guys. Like I said, before I got cut off, love the product. Honestly, it was funny. I, I think I told you right at the beginning of this, I took a shot of it right before we started and yeah. you were right in the part of explaining how it takes 15 minutes. And it, I yeah. looked at the clock and I was like, it's been 15 minutes because I started feeling, and again, I don't know how to explain it. I just felt dialed in. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, again, it's hard to explain. I would say that the best explanation I could give is that it kind of opens up your eyes. It, it helps you feel more alert, not in a jittery way. It just kind of turns, switches the light on. And it's cool because it stacks well with caffeine or nootropics or microdosing, whatever people are into that all of those types of compounds, they're creating an increase in brain activity, but they're not providing actual energy, like the energy, the calories that go to your mitochondria to ATP, like the, the actual cellular energy that has to come from a, a substrate. So that has to come from oh. a sugar or a ketone and ketones are basically the like premium gas version. So it's not an either, either or thing. You know, some people do actually like to swap their caffeine for ketones use it as a caffeine replacement, but I, I have like a caffeine I, addiction. So is that maybe a good solution for me? Yeah. Especially in the afternoon, you can swap it. You can also stack it, right? It's like caffeine plus ketones has, has a really nice feel to it. It's basically like, like the same idea as like bulletproof coffee, where people are trying to get their body some caffeine and then give your body some fat to turn into ketones. This is just the next level where it's like, okay, oh, just yeah. drink the ketone. That is so cool. 
And you can, yeah, cool. a lot of people, so I don't drink, I don't drink caffeine after noon. My, um, my aura ring will yell at me. Um, okay. I was there. I was going to ask you, I thought that was an aura. Do you, do you prefer that over whoop? Have you tried the whoop and the aura? Yeah, I, I like it. I think that there's a lot for the ring format where there's, it's getting like direct arterial mm. info this, and then the skin on your fingers thinner. So I, I think they have some studies and just my, myself personally, like I've, I've had every different one of these smartwatches. Right. You seem like yeah, a guy like me who's tried like every device on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can just say like the signal and like the overall user experience on it is in my opinion, really slick. Like the battery lasts for a week and tracks your sleep. You can forget that it's there. I don't know. Like it looks cool. So I, yeah, I, I like think it. it looks I, really, I just, it looks way better than this. I think for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think whatever uh, that's worth. <laughs> I'm generally pro everything as far as like any, like it's all any, any of this stuff is better than you know, not being aware or mindful about what is going on inside of your body. So I don't want to right. overly diss on anyone. I think sure. this product is amazing. I think like, it's more like find what works for you. Like I had an Apple watch for a while and I, it just really didn't work for me. And like, I, you know, for running, I like Garmin and I don't like, is that a true going to be true for everyone? Like, I don't know, but I think it's, I think it's a good timing to like try things out, see what stack works for you on the hardware level, on the nutrition level, on the every, on everything. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, one question on the aura. Do you, can you lift weights with it? That was like the one thing I remember I wear like a silicone. This is my wedding ring. I wear like a silicone one when I lift weights. Can you yeah, wear yeah. it with that? Dude, I, that's the thing. That is the one neg on it. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It sucks. It's like wearing that's, a metal ring, right? Same yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's like, you're going to scratch up the ring or not have a good grip on the bar. It's yeah. Got it. Okay. That's so there's, there's always a little caveat to everything I feel yeah. like, but that's what it is. Yeah. And then are you actually, do you use the levels still too? I use it. I don't wear it like every single day. I've worn it like a few different times for a two week stretch. My stance on levels is it's really cool. Like it's, it's first of all, it's super cool. It's really interesting to see how your blood biomarkers, your blood glucose is responding to what you're eating, how you're moving, sleep levels, stress levels. Uh, that's really cool. It's just, it's just a whole new world being able to see inside your body. Like the first time I did it, I, it was, it was eye opening for sure. And my stance on it is I don't necessarily it's it's it can be diminishing returns to where it constantly because you kind of learn things I feel this way about a lot of things in the overall space where like with sleep tracking for instance you can learn like what is affecting your sleep score or not like okay well having a ritual before going to bed letting my little incense candle or muji diffuser putting away digital stuff for an hour blackout curtains consistent bedtime be hydrated but not too hydrated what like whatever you yeah. think, you, you kind of learn it and then you're done like you don't do you need to track your exact sleep score every day for the rest of your life like you can but i think a lot of times people have that like 30 or 60 day window where they're hyper focused on that specific module and they kind of like update their brains firmware around that and then you can go on to the next thing like you you can track your footsteps right and then eventually you learn what 10,000 footsteps feels like. Mm -hmm. And then you can intuitively do it. You almost don't even need the footstep tracker anymore. Like, so that's how I feel about a lot of things in the general space. So I always like, I always put on a continuous glucose monitor, like I don't know, every, every quarter or two, just to see what's going on. Like see, see kind of refresh my, yeah. my awareness on it. It's like, I don't check my sleep score every single day, but I'll check it like 
now and then and, and see if there's something new to learn. Cause I feel like I'm at a certain level of, it's more like maintenance mode. Like the rapid learning happened when I first tried it out. That makes a ton of sense. I'm sure it's like that way, even with, with your product, right? Like I would assume like right away, you're I, like, for me, I'm trying to, I'm curious if it does anything with my whoop, like it's sleep or anything. Cause is it something yeah. you should, should you not take it too late in the day or does that have no effect? Like, cause there's no caffeine. There's no caffeine. I, yeah, it's, it's generally a source of energy. And so I, I, while I wouldn't like chug a ton of it right before going to bed, there's actually some interesting signaling that it does do if you have a little bit before going to bed, because hmm. basically your body is always using energy. Like even when you're sleeping, when you're in rest and recovery mode, your parasympathetic nervous system is activated, right? You're, you're repairing all the, all the cleanup tasks that need to be done for the day in your, in your brain, in your muscles that takes energy. Like your body's using energy when you sleep. So having some ketones around to do that is not a bad idea. One analogy that is sim that I think of is like, is like hydration where 11 AM, if you're dehydrated, you're not going to be able to focus, drink some water. You'll be better. 11 PM you're dehydrated. You're gonna have a hard time falling asleep. You're going to be tossing mm. and turning. So how does the same magic water molecule, like give me energy at 11 AM. And then at 11 PM, it helps me sleep. It's because in that case, water is just, is so fundamental that whatever your body is trying to do in that moment, it's going to help out. Metabolic substrates are that have that same type of generalizability. Like a ke ketone specifically has this level of generalizability where whatever your brain is trying to do right now, if you're trying to work out, it's going to help you do that. If you're trying to recover, it's going to help you do that. If you're trying to th think really hard, it's, it's going to do that. And so it's not like caffeine where like caffeine really specifically makes you unsleepy, right? Like blocks yeah. adenosine, the sleep hormone. It's like, if you take it 11 AM, 11 PM, whatever time of day you take caffeine is going to like jolt you up. It's a very drugs tend to be very specific and targeted in what they do versus ketone is a substrate. And it's more like, okay, what is your body trying to do right now? Where's that energy coming from and providing a, like, you know, the premium level of gas is, um, is what the analogy would be there. So cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like to me, and I'm not trying to, I'm not just blowing smoke here. It, it's just an innovative product. I feel like I, there hasn't been something like this and I'm very in the weeds of, of food and beverage on, on different items that have come out that help people in different ways. It's just so cool. And I know I've said that a couple of times, but it really is. It's just really unique. It's, re it's really interesting to think how so many people and really the everyday American could implement this into their daily lives and feel and feel amazing. So that's, that's the mission. And I, yeah, I don't want to bore all the, all our listeners, but I'd love to, we could have a separate conversation on just more brass tacks of ways that we could work together. Yeah, definitely. For, for sure, man. I, I think there's definitely a lot of things we could do together. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the things I'm trying to do is we're, we're being very specific on, on brands, like our whole thing and not to go into weeds on it right now, but um, you know, we want to be bullish and super hyped about the types of brands that we're working with and believe in what the founders are building and believe in the overall brand. That's like a huge, that's like our number one pillar. So yeah, I love it. I just think it's so cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other questions. I mean, thank you for hopping back on. I apologize for the, for the like cutoff and then jumping back in. I'm sure for yeah. everyone listening, they're like, what the hell's happening? He was like closing it up and now we're back. But I honestly thought this was so cool. I didn't want to, didn't want to end it and didn't mean for it to cut short. Um, so we, we will put all the, the links in the show notes that you shared. Um, you're on Amazon, you have your D to C site. Um, are there any retailers that you're currently in, in, in LA or anyone who's listening who, who could get it in person as well? 
Yeah, it's all ramping up just so quickly that I like where there's spots we're talking to that will be in soon. So I can say, sure. yeah, like we're we're talking, we're gonna do a big event with Remedy Place. They're one of the big wellness clubs in LA. We are doing an event in a week and setting up with the collective. They're in Austin. If anyone's in Austin or gonna be in town for KetoCon, drop a line. Like open invitation if anyone's listening to these and it is right now, it is July one. That's right. Yeah, thanks for so, plugging that. There we go. Yeah. So, so a lot of stuff going on in LA. We got a few things coming up in Austin. We're basically at this point, every time we're turning on a new gym, we're doing a event around it. So we had a couple of things going on in LA, a couple of things in Austin. If people want to message me, that's probably the easiest. And I'll just invite you to whatever is Hell yeah. upcoming next. And then, yeah, we're talking about all the grocery stores. So, uh, so we did a pilot in sprouts that went super well. So we're, we're doing next steps there. We're talking with Erwan and Gelson's and Lazy Acres and Foxtrot and Central Market and all the Ooh, basically you guys, would, the- you guys would sorry not to cut you off. You guys would kill in Foxtrot. I I would assume, there's so many Fox, Chicago is where I feel like I don't know if that's where it started or not, but there's one right across from the RX bar office and that your product would sit so well on that shelf. Sick. Yeah. No, this is these are all the types of conversations that we're having right now. Um very cool. And I'm sure I'm sure your Amazon business, and then we can wrap this up. I'm sure your Amazon business is um it's such a the key, the keto category is just taking off. I work with a brand and they're one of the sponsors of the show. Um, they sell a keto donut, funny enough. So it's a, it's a, it's a really cool product and it's doing really well, but just that keto space. I mean, I'm sure you guys are seeing lots of traction that that space for me, from what I see on the, on the data side just seems to be growing every single month. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I think a lot of people are more metabolically aware. It's, it's kind of random that we by default, eat all these cereal products, for instance, that are like highly, highly processed carbohydrates. It's like, why don't you just process something else? Like Mm -hmm. for a donut, it's like, okay, it's got a lot of carbs. Like, why don't you use almond flour or something else? Because it's just, it, it's not inevitable that we're at this spot. Like we don't have to be at the spot where we're eating all these carbs. Like it's very, I know it feels weird when people are like, oh my God, this pasta made out of garbanzo beans. Boo. No, thank you. It's like, well, it's kind of random as hell that it's made out of like wheat sure as well like, that's a what's good the point, difference right? between like, like if i showed you a wheat and a garbanzo it's like one isn't like inherently less more or less anything like that's just our bias towards what we're we're used to just and preconceived like preconceived notion right yeah and if, so if you're going to grind something up and and process it and all that like n- knowing now what we know we might as well do it with something that has a better health profile and I, consumers are willing to vote with their dollars like if you want something that's like a that's a donut or a cereal or this or that like i think people i think it's asking a lot to for people to like stop eating those categories altogether and be a total total saint 24 7 like i don't that's not even a fun way to live life but it's like can we make those types of products more out of more better for you ingredients so that's interesting and we're, we're friends with a lot of the a lot of the different brands in that area it's like what, what we are doing, we are not doing that. We are not making a healthier cereal yeah, or a no, donut. Like, say, it's so different for better or for worse. I think this is kind of the, the fun prison that you lock yourself into when you found a company It's like any company you found you. It's like the only thing you have to slash get to think about this one problem all day. Um, That's so true. And for us, it's like, it's interesting because it's, it's so new. It's so fun. It's like a lot. There's always a fun story to tell on a podcast, meet some amazing people. And then like 97% percent of people on the street have like no idea what it is so we have this massive True, yeah. 
Whereas like, I look at, you know, you look at like a liquid death or even RX bar when it came out, like people knew what a bar was. Like they know what to do with a, like a bar. You, you just made the best bar, like liquid death. It's, it's water. Okay. It's mm-hmm. in a can cans are more recyclable. Okay. I get it. I don't need, I don't need a whole Ted talk on like what this is versus the good, bad, ugly. I think of doing something really innovative is that that translation from, okay, we're doing like deep skunk works research with special operators and like advanced nutrition and translating that into like consumer products. There's a lot of distillation that needs to happen in the messaging and the marketing and all of the, all of that around it, which, um, yeah, it's a good, bad, I think there's different ways to make companies. Like I have friends who have made no, like a popcorn sure. brand and I don't know, they already like launched it, grew it, sold it in the t- in the amount of time that we've been like tinkering with ketones and nothing to say there. It's no, no, no value judgment any which way. Like maybe it's, there's different ways to run businesses. And I think sometimes, sometimes the businesses that are really innovative can, um, they have a different growth growth curve. It's like the potential is larger, but they'll also have, you, you have a lot of work cut out as you're like building up the first, you know, awareness around it. And then, and then once it hits, it's like, okay, wow. Like, well, it seems like you're also the difference in my mind, just from talking to you for the last hour is you, you guys remind me a lot of the thought process that Peter and Jared went through with RX, except to your point, everyone knew what a bar was. I feel like you guys are creating a category in a way like you're having to teach people and right now on the tip of the spear you're going after people who are already in the keto world right and that's such a small group of people in the grand scheme of things but yeah. eventually i don't think it will be and so it's interesting you bring in a product so, to market today that's kind of like crossfit for our x bar it's like a yeah. product perfect so, for keto you're, you're like yeah you're, you're speaking my language <laughs> yeah no totally it's it's uh definitely not just for keto people like it's it's i it, it has that feel because oh it's a ketone but the whole point is like I don't do strict keto diet. Like the whole point is that you can have ketones without doing this super strict keto diet. And that the keto diet itself is kind of this, it's like overly black and white thing. If you just eat less sugar and move around more, your body will make more of its own ketones. Like you'll have more naturally elevated ketone levels anyway. So I want to remove the notion of like, oh, this must be for keto diet people. I think it's, it's, it reminds me of how, veganism was this like very polarizing thing. And now the language has moved to plant-based where it's just more chill. Like instead of, instead of this special underpants vegan club that you're either in and you you're at the PETA protest and you're like all the way in on it and you get the vegan items. Like now it's just more chill. Like you can just get the daring chicken, like the the plant-based chicken for like to swap out on your salad, to move the needle towards being more plant-based. If that's something that that you want to do. So I would say the same with metabolic health, where it's not this like black and white thing of, Oh, keto diet or no, it's more just like, you want to spend more time with elevated ketones. And then this is a tool for anyone. And I I have so many thoughts, so many thoughts here on like, just how we are, how we're taking this in the abstract and mapping it down. I think, I think one of the things that's going to be really big hit for us is for direct consumer. We've been selling these big bottles, like the one that you have, where it's, yeah, it's like people listen to the podcast. Like Tour de France is going on right now. I'm actually flying to 
Aspen. Oh, cool. To be on Lance Armstrong's podcast. He, love him or hate him. He has the number one podcast on the Tour de France. Wait, are you breaking news here that you're on my podcast and then going to Lance Armstrong's in the same I've, week? Wow, this is big news for me. <laughs> I, I'll let him know. I'll be like, hey, not yeah, there brag, we go. but I was just on Shane's podcast. Hey, so. maybe hopefully he knows who I am. There we go. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I wore uh, a Livestrong band back in the day. So shout out yeah. to Lance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. So, so, um, you're saying the size of the bottle. So 12 fluid the ounce. bottle. The, we, it's, it works really well for the hardcore person right now. Cause we can send it in the mail and it's got a lot of the good stuff in it. I think breakthrough for us is that we have these shots coming, these like single serving shots that are going to sit next to the wellness shots category at the store, which can be in a checkout is, counters. It'll be, that'll be huge. Yeah. So that's part of how we are hopefully crossing the chasm i'm just giving it very raw building in public because like this the shots yeah. are not a multi tens of millions of sure, dollars product for everyone right watching now. you can see it I mean, it comes in a, there's like a cup that comes with it so you're like pouring out a shot you're not like chugging this whole bottle at once this is with 10 servings right or more yeah, than 10 servings in the big bottle it's 10 servings comes with a dose cup it's very i would say like technical where you can dose up or down you can measure it out it's very like prosumer yeah and yeah. And then we're coming out with these shots that basically look like a five hour energy shot or like a vibe. We like, I, I like the comparison more to like the wellness shots. They're a little sure. bit more yeah. uh, high end than, than five hour mm-hmm. in terms of how they're, they're positioned and merchandised and crossing the chasm where to hopefully someone can understand it, get the benefits, buy it for five bucks alongside their coffee without having to listen to a whole ted talk about what ketones are it's just more of a oh cool ketone shot like cool i can i can grab at that so a lot of a lot going on the strategy around distribution product development price pack architecture to cross that chasm from this thing that used to only exist in like darpa labs Mm -hmm. for super fuel for navy seals to like Hey, I used to have bulletproof coffee. What is this? I can just drink a ketone. Like, and for any, all the entrepreneurs or CPG people out there, like there's just, there's so much, there's so much richness to unpack there. And like, we're still maybe we get, getting some things right, maybe wrong. Uh, it's a really fun problem set to be working on though. It sounds like, well, I will say too, I'm, I'm proud. This is, you're the first person to ever say price back architecture on this podcast. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I did. I mean, that was like my, that was my whole belonging at our X bar was price pack architecture, trade spend management type stuff. So Everyone, everyone yeah. listening is like nerd alert. I know. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's funny though. A lot of people that listen to this, love that stuff. So, Good, um, great. but it's cool. So the shots are coming. This is probably a stupid question. Cause I don't know enough about just like the, the actual biological processes. Is it ever possible to get it into like a powder? Yes. In principle, that's something we could do We're, we don't have it as that yet. It's really interesting. Again, just being open kimono about it. Like there's, there's 16 different ways that we can take it. Right. Cause we can, when we have just like the V1, like rewinding the clock a few months, when we just had the big bottle, you just get ketones in a bottle, shows up at your doorstep. As an entrepreneur, I'm looking at, and like, you know, we have a head of product and we talk all the time, like, where do we go from there? Like, there's so many degrees of freedom. It's like we can make different flavors. We make a wintergreen one, a lemon one, and this one, or that one, or we could powderize it, or we could make a mini bottle. Or we could, Hey, shouldn't we be thinking about other functionals? Like, Hey, it stacks well with CBD or it stacks well with recovery protein or it stacks well with caffeine version. Right. Right. So, so there's all these degrees of freedom that you can play with. And I, one of the 
advices I would give or that I've learned along the way is like, you want to get the basic thing out there because you don't even know what perfect looks like. Like we don't even know what's the best formula or format or whatever of the product. Like you got to get the thing out there. That's kind of super basic and then start hearing what people's questions and concerns are. Like you might be assuming a lot as a founder that people want different flavors of your flavor and they just want like a small pack and a big pack and that's what they want. Or like maybe people want, yeah, maybe people want the powder version or maybe people, yeah. it's not a powder thing. They just actually want the liquid. They just want it to taste different. Like whatever the degree of freedom, there's always a lot of degrees of freedom of ways to extend your product. I think a lot of founders have opinions and that's good, but you want to, you want to hold back from building this like perfectest thing. You want to get something out there that people can respond to. That's like good enough that people can respond to. And then you can, you can sniff out clues for what's the actual best business direction. Like, where am I going to open up the most market? Right. Like, am I opening up more market by adding another flavor or am I opening up more market by making the powderized version or the little version or the big version? Like where's the actual demand? Where's the market opportunity? What new channels of trade does this open up? What new use cases does it open up? And all I can say is, is like, I don't know, at least for me, at least it's like, it's non-obvious. I have a lot of hypotheses and a lot of what we're doing, what I consider as good at is like not overthinking it, like get the mm-hmm. thing out there and then see what people are pulling out of you, which is kind of philosophically what we were talking about earlier. Like we, yeah. we don't want to do is like design the perfect thing, spend all this money in R and D and it's perfect, perfect, perfect. It's like, you no, know, like get the basic thing out there that like conveys the, like the core reason that this product line or this business exists and then listen like listen to what people are pulling out of you for like the buyer at target would launch the buyer at whole foods wants it but guess what they they want it with no of this one chemical that we have for preservatives not even a bad preservative but whatever like whole foods doesn't like it so like when we do the shots like that's super duper important that it does not have that preservative in there anymore it's like i didn't even know that Mm -hmm. like i'm thinking about powderizing it or this or that right i'm thinking about 16 different directions to take it and it turns out you can just listen to your customer and like stack rank. Okay. Well, what, which customers do we care about? What opens up the most green space for us? It's that, that whole minimal between... viable product thing, yeah. right? Yeah. The zero to one, the viable product. It's so true, right? Because so many people, I think get ate up and lost in creating, you said it well, creating, making perfect when yeah. it's funny, like sitting on this it's... podcast, my first concept of powder came to my head just because I know the economics of both. And, and yeah. so from a finance lens, I'm like, oh, well, powder would just make more sense. It's just more economical. But there's a million other reasons why bottled products work well, right? Like I know the guys at Super Coffee, there's a, I mean, they're burning a lot of money because it's an expensive product to ship, but it's way easier to have a ready to go product that you don't need to do anything with. I mean, just the grab and go aspect. There's a whole piece of that too, that it's hard to quantify. Powder the powder creates a need to have to go in and mix it on the go. You can't just, it's another yeah. step. And then yeah, it's funny yeah. though, but then on the flip side, you can bring it more places. Like you can throw 10 yeah. in the backpack and fly somewhere. And they're I, there. It's so hard. It's tough. It's, it's fun. It's funny, right? It's funny. Super coffee, obviously absolutely crushing it. And then you look at like athletic greens where they, they take an opposite approach where they are powder only. Mm-hmm. The big question with athletic greens, I, I think the big obvious one is like, Oh, are you going to launch a ready to drink? Like, can I get a greens shot? at a store and it's like, they've been pretty disciplined. I think they're like 150 mil top line. Like they've been pretty disciplined at saying, no, like we're just going to, this one thing really works. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Let's get this everywhere. 
everyone subscribing and understanding this one core offering before we go and get too too crazy out there. So yeah, it reminds me. It's like I think I think one of the lessons that we're touching on here is it's like your your product doesn't just exist as a as a snapshot in time it's not like you go and make the mona lisa and it's done it's like the it's a it's a dialogue so the goal mm-hmm. when you're especially when you're launching that first version and any update it's like you want to give it's so you're playing tennis like you want to serve it over the net like you don't need you don't need to win the point on the serve great if you do right great if you knock it out of the park but like you want to get something over the net see how the other side see how your customer hits it back to you okay they hit okay they did this okay let me hit it back to them this way where you see like halo top another you know breakout cpg over the last or five, 10 years. Oh yeah. Like they had something pretty good. They got on the market and they really listened on what was working or not. And they, they changed some things around and then nailed it. It's like, they, no one mm-hmm. gets it. It's very rare to get, it's awesome if you can get it perfect on your first go, but the better mindset to think about it is, yeah, maybe that tennis analogy, like get something over the net that people can respond to. Don't assume that you know exactly what people are going to say back and then, and then be dynamic. And then, you know, if things are going well, like you should always be updating your product. It's the work is never done. You're never just like done with the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Otherwise you sit in your own, your own office and you're just, you think it's perfect and you get out in the market, but it's funny. Like I was going to say too, the powder idea, you know, that's where my finance hat comes in, but then it's a you might, idea, I might be one of <laughs> 10 people who want that. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah. Right. But if you're sitting there and it's just, you have two people who are always doing that, um, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly, it's, you can, you can, I think that's the, one of the toughest things about being a good entrepreneur is you have to be absolutely open-minded to everything. Like every, I don't know, my mother-in-law who's speaks pretty good English, not totally like she's Vietnamese and has pre-diabetes and doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts in the space, but like does what her doctor says. Like it's great hearing what she has to say and like what she understands or not. Right. Yeah, definitely. Her idea might be better than our like, I don't know, biggest investor who's super smart and has invested in the last hundred CPGs. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, just... it's funny, you know, you say that um, <laughs> I'll say, I'll tell you one last story. This is, this will be funny to hear. So before, uh, within the last year of me being at RX, uh, Steve, and I always butcher his last name. I think it's Cahill. He's the CEO of Kellogg. Uh, he came in to our office to kind of give us a, he just kind of wanted to meet people and, and just gave us an overall speech of where our X bar was going to sit in this new Kellogg world. And I'll never forget. Someone asked a question just about like, how like rx we always felt that we you know and again a lot of young people we were all very motivated working there but it was very much an organization where we felt like we were cutting edge and we were like changing a category and then you go into an organization like a kellogg and it's just it's you have cereal who's been there for a hundred years and so it's the question was around like what is kellogg gonna do to be more like how are we gonna basically copy paste and do more rx bars for the to to make that company bigger and i'll never forget what he said he goes no offense to all of you but take a plane, go to the middle of Nebraska and go park yourself at a Walmart. No one's buying our X bars. And it was, he wasn't, he didn't mean it demeaning. He just yeah, meant yeah. like the, a lot of folks that are in the entrepreneurial world are either in a, you know, the West coast, East coast, Chicago, yeah. Austin, but so much of the U S market is those middle of the country flyover state Walmart volume that people, yeah. so people have to take a long time for people to like learn what's healthy and what's going to change. And a lot of those areas that actually, you know, for brands that are bigger, um, 
it's not like every single person is cutting edge. It takes time. It's a slow moving ship that you're trying to convince a lot of people to be healthier. So it's yeah, exactly. And that's where it's like, if you're, if you're still at RX bars, like is the best thing that you can do to launch another umpteenth flavor, or is it like, you know, take your actual just best flavor and like figure out a way to win the Walmart customer with your mm-hmm. hero flavor, the same story that you've been telling for the last decade, like how, okay, what's the next decade of telling that same story? Like you're probably better. I don't know what the best selling RX bar is. Um, chocolate sea salt, chocolate sea salt, right? It's there like, okay, we know that that one's a winner. Like in, instead of throwing more product ideas, how do we take this one winner and get it even more out there? How do we get mm-hmm. it? So it, it's just, there's different ways to grow. There's no, there's no, right or wrong answer. Like different companies will do it differently. Like increasing your product portfolio is one way to increase. You'll make more money off of your existing customers. Right. Versus if you take the sparse set of products, you don't expand, you put your expansion into your distribution of a fixed product set. Then you'll get more customers on a smaller set of products. I would say that's directionally where like better for brands to go. I think a lot of founders are biased towards wanting to throw more product innovation when in reality it's like yo, you gotta like you gotta go shake some hands gotta fly, yeah you, you gotta fly to nebraska like you gotta take oh, yeah. the same story and say it till your voice is hoarse right 100 percent. well hopefully today's episode will help tell more people you know what you guys are doing um, i'm definitely a fan like i've said multiple times on here i can't wait to share this with friends and family this weekend for the fourth um and tell everyone about it i think it's really cool man um Sick. but yeah, yeah thank you michael appreciate the time man and uh Tell, you know, tell Lance said, hello, best of luck. Are you guys doing a, a big activation or something? Or are you, are you going on the podcast to just promote the ketones or what's, what's big and next for, for the product for you guys? Yeah. Cycling has always been a massive market for us because it, it works for cyclists. A lot of the research has been done around cycling and it's because when you think about it, like soccer or basketball, stamina is an important part of that, but there's also all these other factors like field IQ and ball handling and teamwork. Right. But when you look at just a pure play endurance activity, like cycling, it's pretty one dimensional mm-hmm. you know, running same way where it's like, okay, are you fast on the bike or not? Like how much stamina do you have on the bike? There's like, to be fair, there are other aspects, especially at the competitive level on like teamwork and Peloton and all that. But generally it's like pretty monodimensional. It's like, we're just looking at how endurance oriented you are. So cyclists in turn end up being obsessed with with everything around endurance. Like they know their functional threshold power. They know their exact nutrition. They know like they, they, they're in. monitoring all these things way more yeah. than a, a soccer player cares, but like they also, they're not going to monitor every single thing. So anyway, cycling has been a really good like bullseye market for us. So we're doing a big activation on tour to France and we just actually breaking news. You heard it here first. We just turned on international fulfillment. Oh, nice. Congrats. Actually, um, you had to, we had some, we had some resellers that could sell it to some countries, but we just turned it on for our own website. So that's great. Congrats. That's huge. Yeah. So tour de France, big, you know, July is a big month for us always. And, um, yeah, doing, doing a few other things around just getting the cycling community really hyped this month. Got it. Very cool, man. Well, awesome. Well, uh, best of luck. Let's definitely stay in touch. I think, like I said, got some people in mind. I, I definitely want to introduce you to, and then, um, 
yeah, appreciate you guys sending the product and I hope everyone gets to try, try that's listening. Definitely go to the show notes and, and check it out and uh, we'll get everyone hooked up with some products. So thank you so much, Michael, for taking the time and thanks for jumping back on. Shockingly, we almost ran out of time again. So uh, I'm so glad good. we jumped on and added some more value here. So again, thank you so much, man. It was nice to meet you and a pleasure learning all about your product and, and wish you the best. Yeah, it's great, Shane. Speak soon. Awesome. Sounds good.